Hello, mamas. Welcome back to another show, another wonderful show. I know I say that all the time. Before we get into today's show, I just want to share with you that I had a wonderful massage. So I am super, super relaxed when I'm recording this intro, but the show was recorded quite a while ago. But I just wanted to share that. Isn't it great the feeling that you have after a massage, it's like you feel like a ball of mush. And my brain was kind of jumbled. I received a text message from my cousin asking if we were still on for tomorrow. And I was like, what? What's tomorrow? It's like I didn't know the date. I didn't even know what day of the week it was. It's just such an amazing feeling. And it's like getting a massage is being brought into a whole new world of bliss and relaxation. And I wonder why I don't do it more. It's really something I have to put on my priority list to do more. I take care of myself every single day. I do something that's important to me, that makes me feel good, that makes me feel worth it. And it really shows in my attitude and how I think about things. Thoughts have such power and it really is amazing what you can do with your thoughts and how they can turn into what you truly want. But I just wanted to share that with you. I like a ball of mush right now, but I feel amazing. I feel like I'm floating on a cloud. I really am. We are in the first weekend of May, which is today, Sunday, May 1st. I love the month of May. There are so many things happening. I have my daughter's birthday. We have Mother's Day. I have both of my parents' birthdays. And it's such a special, special month to me. I love the spring. I love the flowers. I love the sun. And I'm really hoping that we're coming upon more of that in the next week or so. But getting into what's happening with me. There are so many things happening with me. So many, many things happening. I just did a Facebook Live video, and this will actually be a week old when you hear it because I'm actually recording this a week before the show. That's right. I have to put it out a week before, so I'm ready for the show, but I love Facebook Live. I highly suggest that you jump on over to the MamaCast Facebook group and you can see me real and raw. I actually mean see me. You can hear my voice and I don't edit a lot. I should say I really don't edit anything at all. So if you want to see my face, get to know me a little bit better, come join us over in the MamaCast Facebook group and you can really see my Facebook lives. Interact with us and find the listeners and see who you can possibly connect with those people who have similarities to you, the same struggles, the same problems. Just if you want to be in a community where you can say and do whatever you like that makes you feel absolutely amazing. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here. I want to feel amazing in life and this is my way of doing it. This podcast has been such a therapy for me and I love that I can get out there with you guys and have you listen into my voice. I love being in your ears and giving you this awesome information. This is a great one today. I can't wait to get into it and 
I really want to stress the point. If you love this show, please, 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 the best thing you can do is go over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever. You listen and give me a review. A rating and a review really helps the show pop out to new listeners. And that's what I really want to do. This show is in its second year and I want to see some amazing growth. Really want to see some amazing growth. So please help me review and rate the show. Also sharing the posts that I put up on Facebook is a huge help because it helps share this. But, 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 the most important thing is to review and rate it. So let me tell you about this week's guest. Her name is Christina, and she is a spiritually aware parenting coach. Not a parent coach, but a parenting coach. She'll explain the difference to you, but we talk a lot about law of attraction, self-care, and really finding a place to meditate and find calm within the chaos of your daily life of having children. This is what we deal with, and it's all okay because Christina is going to explain a little bit more. I can't say a little bit. A lot more. We're going to go into depth with this conversation. It was great. Christina is a sweetheart, and I suggest you find her, get some more information if you want to work with her or if you just want her free info. Anything is fine. Just reach out to her if the stuff in this interview really hits home with you. So let's get right into the show. I can't wait to share. Hello, mamas. Welcome back to yet another show. Today, we have Christina on the phone with me, and she is a parent, coach, and author. Now, as always, I like to have my guests introduce themselves. I just give a little quick little background. That was really quick. Parent, coach, and author. So we're going to be talking a little bit about parenting today, and on it's got a different spin to it, but I'm going to let Christina get into that and let us know exactly what she does. So jump in right here, Christina, and give us some background on yourself so we can get to know you a little bit better. All right. Nice to see you, Lauren. Yes, nice um, to see you, thanks too. Thanks so much. Uh, let's see. Where do I begin? Well, like you said, I'm a parent coach. I like to make sure that everyone knows I'm a parent coach, not a parenting coach because I really try to make sure I don't tell people how to parent. Rather, I like to make sure that they find their authentic core selves and help them really speak from who they really are because that's who your children chose to come to experience you as. They didn't come to just have a whole system set out for them and all these little tabs of marks to hit. Rather, they want to experience you as you. So that's really what my work revolves around your true voice, your inner self, you expressing yourself as you, and then you're offering that to your children. And it's an incredible journey when you actually switch it over. I I run it from spiritually aware parenting. That's my website and my company name. Um, Because really, it's being aware of a deeper essence of both yourself and your children. So really, the way I function with it is... um, I do one-on-one coaching, I've written a few books, um, I blog, 
I have an incredibly active community on Facebook and through email. And really, we kind of are forming this amazing community where everybody is tapping into their truest essence that they can. So I use a lot of different tools for it. I use meditations, really quick ones, so it's not a question of parents sitting there for 20 minutes trying to find quiet, rather just really <laughs> quick things of we use energy healing techniques, we use quick call to actions, and we use different exercises, um, and then once you, we use the law of attraction a lot, um, and we kind of just become, build a, an awareness to what you're feeling, what you're radiating what your base premise of your thought patterns are, and really how you can shine out as yourself in the chaos of parenting. Because we all know that parenting gets chaotic. The minute you have a child, all of a sudden you're faced with all these different has-tos and shoulds and, oh my God, I'm doing it wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's getting past that and really finding out, well, wait, who am I? It's no different. I'm the same person I was before I had a child, and how do I make that shine out? Because someone chose to be with me so that's that's really what I work on it's that, fun that's pretty cool that does sound like a lot of fun because it really it sounds like you're you're helping parents out and when I say parents you're working with fathers and mothers or mostly mothers it seems like mostly mothers end up being attracted to the work um I'd love to work with more fathers I know that my partner is incredibly involved in parenting so I it's it's a funny thing how I always find that there's a huge female population on all the things that I do and so I definitely always give a wave out saying guys by all means jump on board but I usually end up working with mothers so yeah, it's one of that. those things yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a funny thing I wish um, I guess in one of of those things it's a platform that women feel really really comfortable to come and talk on and um but by all means if there's dads out there who are comfortable to talk on it by all means they're more than welcome awesome awesome <laughs> yeah i love this idea especially you say about the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and you're so you're so unsure of yourself as as a new parent i know even in the hospital i was afraid to pick her up because i didn't want to break her you know yeah. so it starts with things like that and you just try to follow what everyone says and you end up getting too much information and you kind of lose your own identity. And that's yeah. huge. And I even spoke it, about that a long time ago, losing it, your it, identity it, as being a mother. And it's hard. It really is hard to be so focused. It is really, really hard. And now, I mean, it used to be like... 30, 40 years ago, it was a thing where, you know, you kind of did the thing that you're supposed to do and everybody kind of followed the same thing and nobody really questioned what parenting was all about. But now it you're bombarded. You have, have attachment parenting, you have RIE, you have cry it out, you have so many different forms of information and then you have all these different studies that are being brought to and everybody's going, oh my God, I'm damaging my child." If I do this, then, oh, no, I'm damaging my child if I do that. So parents are continually walking around in guilt. And really, there's a space, there's this amazing little gap where if you just stop and you kind of block everything else out and you kind of just hold a sense of yourself and you just kind of drop in your own space, all of a sudden the right answer kind of pops in. And you just kind of go, of course, that's what I want to do. That's how I want to deal with this. If I had an ideal situation, I would totally, we would be doing it this way. And this is the relationship that I have. And all of a sudden, it's just like this great aha moment where everything just kind of lights up. And you're like, well, yeah. And that's what it's a question of getting to. It's like, it's, it's finding that space, then 
widening it just that little bit so then you can kind of drop into it and you can kind of just and then you have to learn how to trust it right and then after that then what's great about the work is you kind of go okay once you learn how to that then you're done but then as a community and when we work together it's like a question of um branching it out to then offer those two tools to your children as well right so that yeah. your children are seeing you drop in like you know if people go oh my god I freaked out and I got so stressed out and I was like screaming and shouting in the house and you go okay what then what did your children see then because they have tantrums so how did they see you deal with it what are you offering them and so then it's like we it, it's working on a question of going well okay I stopped mid scream and I said you know what I need to go be alone for a bit and I need to go and collect my thoughts and I need to connect to who I am it's like, boom, that is an amazing thing for your child to learn, right? Like that, yeah. that's better than, you know, just telling them how to do it. Because that actually witness you doing it, that's, it's really powerful. And it's teaching kids all this emotional awareness that right now is so vitally important. We live in such a totally different time now that for kids, yeah. it's vitally important that they know who they really are and how, how to kind of tap into that. And, you know, it's a fast world. It really is. It really is. And yeah, it's, it's sort of teaching yourself to go, at least this is what I'm getting from what you're saying. Tell me if I'm wrong. But yeah. it's sort of you teaching yourself. And when I say you, I say, say you're the coach and I'm the client. Yeah. It's teaching myself to go with my intuition to then take that on to my children to teach them how to use that as well through yeah. their lives. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's funny because I think as as parents, and maybe this is where the mother thing comes in. Maybe mothers have a tendency to do this a little bit more. I think we have a tendency to feel guilty if we want to think about ourselves. Oh, you my know? God. You yes. know, we don't, we don't want to think about It's like, what? Oh, take five minutes to take care of myself. Oh, Oh, no, I can't do that. I'll do that after. I'll do that after the kids are taken care of and after everything's taken care of. Like, so we load ourselves up and... We put ourselves way at the bottom of the list. What this does is it switches it around because you're saying, no, your self-care, your emotional awareness, how you feel matters because then it shines out to everything else. If you put yourself on the back burner, you're teaching your children to put yourself on the back, on their selves on the back burner, yeah. right? So everything all of a sudden becomes topsy-turvy. And it really shakes things up. And then it, you kind of radiate out this kind of sense of joy. And then you kind of bring back, if you're having fun with life and you're watching how you feel and you're building that awareness and going, oh, wait, oh my, what am I doing here? You radiate it back and you create a platform for your children to have fun. All of a sudden things aren't as stressful. All of a sudden things don't get overwhelmed. You're not repeating the same patterns of feeling all stressed and overworked and overwhelmed. You're creating a totally different paradigm. And it's about fun. And it's about enjoying your kids. And it's about going, ah, well, you know what? I don't feel like cleaning the house right now. That doesn't feel right. Come on, guys. Let's go to the park first. And all of a sudden, you're playing with your kids. Everyone's worn out. And then you come back and you sort stuff out. And it's not a big deal. It's, it's all those little things you find out within yourself. So, it's definitely so it's, the it's little exciting. things. And the kids, they notice these things. And like you said, if you put yourself on the back burner, it's it's going to teach them to do the same thing. And it's going to teach them to that their feelings aren't important. Yeah. And 
that's completely the opposite. All parents want to see their kids happy and excited. So they want to see us the same way yeah. because yeah, they're going to follow in our footsteps and they learn from a very young age on how to, if you want to say be for their yeah. lives. So yeah, and I, I've had a very non-traditional way of parenting since my daughter was born. And I have a feeling that's why that's one of the reasons why me and my ex are now exes because we just don't believe in similar ways. He's very traditional and I'm completely just, ah, whatever, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm the kind of parent that, that lets her, you know, run in a, in a, in a rainstorm in her, in her pajamas and get soaking wet. I don't care. I tell her, I said, you're a kid. You're allowed to get messy. You should get messy. Go out there and get messy. Get dirty. Get muddy. I don't care. And, you know, I see other parents who are just trying to keep their kids in such a box yeah. in fact I saw a mother the other day at the park and I, it it took all of me to just to just shut up but it was probably close to 70 degrees and it was getting to be towards the evening so it was getting a little chilly but it was still warm and the kids are running around on the park she had two little boys and of course she's going to be chilly right so she's wearing a jacket and she's trying to force the kid to put a jacket on a winter jacket <laughs> And my daughter's running around, you know, with flip-flops and a short sleeve shirt. So this parent's probably looking at this kid and saying, God, this mother doesn't care about her. And I'm thinking the opposite, like, leave your kids alone. Don't tell them how to feel. Just let them have fun. She's told them. She's like, if you don't put this jacket on, we're leaving. So, of course, the kid put the jacket on and rolled the sleeves up. I felt so bad for yeah. the kid. I felt so bad. I'm like, what is wrong with this woman? Wait, she doesn't know. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a huge thing, right? Because she's doing what she thinks she should do. If right. she didn't do that, she would be th filled with guilt and she would be sitting there going, oh, my God. And then she'd freak out and she'd be all stressed out. Like, you know, so they don't people don't know we're in, in, we're in such an interesting time because it's like we're in this amazing melting pot of the way parenting is working. And you have the people who are coming traditional and they know that. They know the studies. They know that spanking is bad. They know that cry it out is bad. They know the studies, but they're going, well, how else do you get it? I was on a, a radio program the other, um, a couple of months ago, and it was so funny because she had me, uh, this woman had me on to talk about um, punishment. And the whole concept was, they read this, um, they read this, this article about how we're, quote unquote, losing control of our children. Oh God. Our children. <laughs> and I'm just like, sat there I was like why did you have me on for this <laughs> she like totally pulled she to be fair to her she had me on but she didn't know when she opened up this that it would be such a chaotic disaster because you had all these people calling in and all anyone did when they called in was say well what are we gonna do you know our kids are getting control everybody if we don't punish them we should have the right to but like it was just insane I was sitting there like just stricken, kind of going, um, actually, have you ever considered kind of offering your children your reasoning why you're asking them doing something so they can actually learn the processes of why you, before getting mad? I was like, why get mad? I was like, usually when we tell our children something, they just need to understand why we're asking them that. You can yeah. talk to them about it. I got a question for you about this radio show. Did they not do any research on you before they asked you to come on? <laughs> I don't, they must, they must not have, because I was just like, it was, I, well, I think what happened was, I think she wanted me to come on, 
And then she just grabbed this article thinking, oh, well, this is about parenting. And then she said, I'm not actually a parent myself. And I just went, oh, my God. No idea. <laughs> Oh, like, wow. you have no idea what you've done. <laughs> oh, my God. You can hear the, it's actually the interview. I, I have a link to it on my website, so you can always check it out. It's really quite interesting. You oh, I am go, totally checking that out. It's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But it was so interesting because, I mean, here I am. I'm surrounded by, I surround myself by positive parenting, positive parenting techniques, positive thought. I, I surround myself with this. And when you do that, sometimes you forget how extreme the other side is. Yeah. So I kind of sat there kind of going, people are still thinking this? I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, it's very funny. It was very funny. But but really, that's right, what it is, right? It's a melting pot of so many people feeling the guilt, trying also feeling the guilt to their own parents because not wanting their parents to disapprove of their choices. So feeling that kind of of ancestral kind of passed down traditions and so therefore they're trying to follow a family kind of system and they don't want to step out of line they still yeah. feel guilty if they don't, don't do what their mom and dad tells them to do so therefore you know like so there's all that yes yes it's so and then you know we're told what damages our kids and then they go attachment parenting but what, what's interesting is that even if you take something like attachment parenting it's still a system of of what you should do, you know, so I'll have people come to contact me and they'll be like, you know, I don't really like baby wearing, you know, is this making me a bad parent? And I'm just like, if you don't like the baby wearing, you know, if it hurts you and you're sitting there in the back of your head, oh, I can't stand baby wearing. That's what child's hearing. Like that's, that's what they're picking yeah. up on. It's, it's your authentic self going, not for me. And that's okay. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Again, they'll pick up on anything. They 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 feel the energy. They will feel the negativity. They totally will. Yeah. And yeah. again, that's why you just go with with what you like. Like I said, I'm very non-traditional and I'm very non-traditional. Sometimes my parents are like, "What are you doing?" But they know me and they support me. And yeah. I respect them as well, but my mother has always told me, you know, you can listen to me, but you don't have to take my advice. Yeah. And I think that's she says that because she has seen how I've grown and the things that I just refuse to do. And I will tell her and anyone to go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you know, this is yeah. my kid. I'm going to raise her how I want. I respect your opinion when you're taking care of her but I'm her mother and this is what I like. Like if someone is going to be staying with her, I'm not going to tell them how to take care of her. I respect them as well. But yeah. at the same time, yeah. you have to respect other people's feelings, you know? You do. They're going to do, do what they that, like. And that in in itself too is being passed down to your children as well. Like it's an interesting thing. Like that's it's so fantastic that you found your own individual voice in this, that, you know, that you, you can tell, you can tell that you're really comfortable in how you work, you're comfortable in what your, your things are, but it's also fantastic how you're also showing that, you're showing your daughter, well, everybody's different, so we respect everybody, yep. you know, and that, that often, that I think is what we're all, all working towards, this whole kind of system where everybody's going, oh, well, that's okay, you know, okay everybody's different. Okay. And to have that, when you imagine what that's going 
I mean for the younger generations to have them kind of come up with that kind of concept when you consider where we've all come from of what yeah. what we've been if we can actually build a thing where us as parents are offering this platform of acceptance and understanding and awareness and awareness of emotions and awareness of people's feelings and aware aware of just everyone's deeper essence then that that you're looking at something totally mind-boggling, you know, because it's really going to build a world where everybody walks into a scenario and and, and trusts what they're sensing. Yeah. You know, kids can walk into a room and they go, whoa, something's going off here, you know, or, you know, they, they, they sense things on such a deep level. And if we can keep them aware to just that, then uh, we're, 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 it, it's miracle working, you know? Yeah, yeah it really it's is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you do, the only way you could do that is by who you are. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. If yeah. you do that, your child's learning it. You exactly. Know? It's it's and for so long we have tried to teach through words, you know, and we've tried to teach our children. It was it's always been kind of this. Well, do as I say, not as I do, kind of thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, and everybody knows it's it's just not cutting it. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I've, yeah. I've taught, I've taught my daughter and, um, myself as well. I always teach her to, to go with your feeling, go how you're feeling, you know, like don't hold anything in. I let her cry. And it's funny because, you know, kids, they can get so sensitive at certain things. And I really try to be sensitive to her feelings. So she'll cry over a simple thing. Like I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick, funny story. Something she got upset about. And I was really thinking like, really? <laughs> Right, we're in the bathroom last night brushing our teeth, and she had an eyelash, like, right on her face. And she knows. She's a fun thing. I said, you know, it's good luck. So she takes it, she puts it on her finger, and she shows it to me. And I'm thinking she wants me to make a wish, so I blow it. Oh, my God, the tears. I was just showing it to you. I didn't want you to blow it. Why did you do that? She stormed off into her room. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) So this morning... This morning, she's brushing her teeth to go to school. I said, oh, look, there's another eyelash on your face. Mommy, don't touch it. <laughs> so something as simple as that, you know, you think it's ridiculous, but it's important to them. So you need to respect how they're feeling and don't blow them off because they're going to yeah. remember that. You know, she's going to grow up yeah. when she's older and she's going to remember the eyelash incident. <laughs> I hope that's right. Starting to realize, yes, but it's interesting too because what's good is that you don't take that on too deeply. Because there's a lot of people out there who goes, Oh my god, what did I do? You know, and it has to be a thing of, Well, okay, you know what? Everyone makes mistakes sometimes, and isn't that great? Because that means that you can make mistakes as well as me, you know, like it, 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 there there has to be be a, a sense of, of, of how, how how much we take on as well. You know, you, you have to be careful of not, because I do have people coming on like that. They go, um, they want to let their children feel deeply and they want to kind of go along this path. But then anytime their child gets upset, they carry it within themselves. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And you go, hold on. (sighs) Wait one second. Our jobs are not to make our children happy. Oh, and you go, People just go, what are you talking about? It's like, no, 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 no. Um, Nobody's job is to make me happy. You know, happiness is something within yourself. And it's something that 
you build towards of of how you work your thoughts and your focus and you can find happiness in anything it's not our jobs to make our kids happy because otherwise we're t- what are we teaching them then what what's the message that we're giving them we're telling them it's someone else's job to make you happy you can't do it yourself exactly and that's and it's like, uh, no we can't we can't have that <laughs> no no we no. can't have that right like you just go because and it's so funny because the minute you tell people that like you know I've seen people just go completely floored when you say yeah it's not our job to make our kids happy and they just go what are you talking about of course it is and you go okay so what's the hidden message there and you do point that and you say you know so you're telling them that they can't make themselves happy and they just go boom you know the other shoe drops (laughs) a lot of people just don't think about it they don't think about it it's just it's what they're taught so it's it's really you know your job as a coach to say hey think about this you know exactly yeah a lot of people this is yeah it's just how we're taught it's how we're taught it is and so you go okay so then what are the things like so then it goes into what are the things that build happiness between for ourselves and for other kids I'll 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 tell you a, a little story about how interesting kids focuses are when my daughter was about I guess she was about six um, she, she, she's always been incredibly passionate. She has always been like, she's felt things so intensely. Like even when she was born, she stored everything in her feet. Her feet were like tight, like a rock. Cause she was feeling everything in all of her body. Right. Like just like, so like just passion. Anyway, so she was having a fight with her older sister when she was about six and they were out having some disagreement or something and she came into the house flew into my arms bawling her eyes out this was awful you know everything the world was coming to an end this was like horrible and (laughs) she was just sobbing and it was funny because I mean we do work uh, even as uh, from a young age I offer my kids about the law of attraction about what you feel builds and that emotion you start with one thing and it builds and builds and builds so I watched her she kind of over days built this thing of negative passion right and all of a sudden she was exploding on my lap and I just went okay you really need to start looking for things to feel better about so we invented in that moment this little game and we called it the at least game and what you had to do is you had to find five sentences that begins with the words at least so it was like well at least, you know, I didn't really get hurt, you know, or at least, and she started kind of building up. She's like, well, at least the sun's still shining. And then, well, at least, and I watched her as kind of the tears just kind of rested on her cheeks. And all of a sudden she's thinking about things. And it was like the whole thing had totally disappeared from her mind as she thinks about different things. But the last one, she came up something completely ridiculous. Like, well, at least I didn't lose my head. And then she goes, thanks, mom. She brushes herself up, jumps up, kills herself laughing, and walks out the door. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I was like, how is that possible? I was like, for me, if I'm upset, I have to slowly work myself feeling better, feel a bit better, feel a bit better. Oh, okay, I, I'm over it. You know, it's like a day process. <laughs> yeah. Two minutes. I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm okay. Dust myself off. I'm fine. I'm going back out to play now. It, it, it was such an aha moment for me because I just went, oh, that's like children's focus. Focus is so intent on that moment. Yeah. It, it, it's incredible, right? Like it's just so, 
they're so intent. It, like their focus is so strong and all their emotion is following through on that focus. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. It really is. And I think it's, it's, it's funny, but it's not. It's because that's what their worries are. There are no other worries in their world. <laughs> so that's why I feel like, like you said, they're so intense. They are so intense because they can put all of their focus on that one thing. You know, mm -hmm. we're thinking about 50 other things. Yeah. But yeah. they have that one thing to focus yeah. on and, and that's it. And that's, that's probably their why. World. Yeah. And then the minute they go into something else, it, it it's it's that and the old thing. So so as a, as as parents, we can be if if we're not if we're not trying to follow our own inner compasses, we can just be running around trying to follow through with their moods. But really, uh, their focuses are not like ours. You have to really be able to kind of place yourself in their minds every once in a while and kind of go, well, what's your world looking like over there? Because. It, our our mind processes and brain processes and worries are so totally different. They don't. Yeah. They're not really thinking about the future. They might be upset at that they missed something. Or I mean, we're traveling right now, and my son's really missing his cat. But still, it's not. If you, it's only when he's really feeling upset about something that that's kind of an added thing to the snowball of what's upsetting him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If you take him over to the beach, he's like, "What cat?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's easy to make them forget things. It really is. And then they, they forget why they were crying or upset or anything. It's just in that moment. And you have to help them get out of that moment like you did with that the At Least game. I like that idea. It's a great game. It's yeah. an awesome game. And it's so funny because so many of my clients adopt it. They just go, like, we'll be on the Facebook group. And I mentioned it once on the Facebook group. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Okay, let's do the At Least game. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it does actually makes you feel really a lot better because everything is perception. We have a tendency to think everything is true or false or fact or not. And, and really everything can be perception. You can think that your life is really just, you know, totally horrendous and just blah, but then you can turn around and you go, well, wait a second, hold on. You know, at least I've got yeah. food in the fridge. There's a a lot of people who don't have food in the fridge and hey at least I have that great comfortable bed that I might not spend enough time in but I get some time in it you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, there's, there's you know you can always find something yeah. and our children provide it's it's a great partnership that we have with our kids because uh, whereas we offer them platforms of how to start their life and kind of their general perspective of how life works then they provide us so many opportunities to go back to a simple sense of joy. To, you know, we can be totally strung out and stressed and totally forget about what's important. And then all of a sudden you look and you see your child playing with something on the floor and you just go, oh, can I play too? And you just sit on the floor for half an hour and you're playing and all of a sudden you realize you've come into your moment, you're having fun, you've stopped thinking about all, all the different tabs that are open in your head mm -hmm. and all of a sudden life becomes real again right so yeah. it, it's a it's a it's like a partnership that that's that's all about balance you know and it, it's really exciting it, it, it's a it's a funny thing because I didn't parent like this for a really long time um well not a really long time I guess my children my daughters were about three um when and I really tried to kind of play the norm and then um when they were six 
and seven, then we had our son. And it was that was when I really kind of went, we are doing this totally differently this time. <laughs> and it's really interesting because it's provided such a great learning platform, especially for, for our daughters who watched me kind of turn from doing things the way they should be, you yeah. know, quote, blah, blah, unquote, blah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to, okay, who are we and what are we doing? And it's made them just thrive. You just watch it like them having both. You know, like people go so hard on themselves and, you know, you go, oh, well, well, they'll say, oh, well, I was trying traditional. I feel so badly. What damage have I done my children? And I just go, actually, think about by you churning that gear, what have you offered your children? You've offered them a total contrast way of doing things. You've offered them a smorgasbord of choice of what way they feel better. Yeah. Well, what do you think? they're gonna do like you know like it's like really like they know what the other way feels like they're not gonna go explore it they like they know mm. so it's really interesting it's it's all about being um accepting where you've come from and following through and seeing it as a journey and having fun you know? yeah it's so much fun to be having. yeah yeah so it's 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 really <laughs> Yes. And then, of course, that deals into, like, things like the law of attraction and things where, really, where you, what you send out and what you put your focus on then brings in as well. So you're kind of constantly building these massive snowballs, you know, of how your focus is and how you're feeling and what you're putting your attention on. And everything keeps snowballing up. So you always reap the rewards of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How old your daughter? She is going to be eight in May, the end of May. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Connection's a little fuzzy right now. Give it one second. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna turn off my video. Let's see. Is that better? I think so. Is that better? How's that for you? Wow, that's a lot better. Okay. Let's try the same thing over here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's All try right. that out for a little while. Okay. Sounds okay. much better. Okay, there we go. cool. Well, you were talking about the law of attraction, and I think a lot of people have heard of it, but a lot of people are still unaware of what it is and what it can do. And I'm just curious if you can tell us just first the basics of it and then how it is used in in what you do. Okay, sure. Well, um, really what I do, well, what the law of attraction is, sorry, I just got a bit distracted. Um, Law of attraction really is the fact that we, well, really, we're energy beings. We're about based in energy. So if you imagine that what you put your focus on, you are radiating out of you as an energy force, right? Anyone who does any energy healing knows that when you put your focus on something, Something, it creates an energy and sends it out. So if you imagine that that's coming out of you and rating it out, then really it's like holding up a sign to the universe. So if you feel super stressed and you're in that bundle of stress and confusion and overwhelmment, you're holding up a sign that says, more of this, please. <laughs> and so the universe goes, okay, that's what they want. They want more stress. <laughs> yeah. And it builds it out and it creates more of the same. If you shift your focus slightly and turn it to things that give you joy or make you feel 
appreciation is one of the most powerful turnarounds that you can really find so that all of a sudden you appreciate things slightly more than you were before then you're holding things up holding the sign up and you're saying more of this please i want to appreciate more i want to enjoy more of this and that's what reaps in so law of attraction is actually the scientific motion that like attracts like and you use it by focusing your energy but but it's by finding your emotional energy. It's by putting that focus to change your emotion. Where law of attraction got such a bad rap is that people thought that it was all about your focus of your thoughts. So it became about, I will think this, I will think this, I will think this. And that's what people thought they were going to. I will think about this car. This car is so beautiful. I love this car. Yeah, <laughs> and then the suddenly, car. suddenly it'll just appear in your driveway. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. And you kind of go, you know, not... White. It's funny because um, Dr. Wayne Dyer had an amazing quote about it, and he just said, law of attraction is not what we think, it's what we are. That's what we get. It's what we are. So it's a question of where is your focus? What are you radiating out? You don't have to sit there checking every single little thought going, oh, that's a bad thought. I don't want to bring that in. Oh, I don't want to bring that in. It's more a question of gathering yourself up, finding that grounded spot and going, okay, I love this, and I love that, and I love this. How do I set myself up for the day, and what sign am I holding up? And so really, it's amazing how, as parents, like I kind of use it in two areas. When I first start off with a client, it's like, okay, what is the attraction point that you're working with? Where are you coming from? What's your... what? What are you seeing when you open up your eyes every morning? You know, Are you seeing the dirty dishes? Are you seeing the stress? If you're seeing the dirty dishes and you're complaining how nobody ever cleans up, you're the only one who cleans up and that's all you're putting your focus on, then there's no way anyone can clean up for you. Because even if they clean the whole house, you will only see the dish that they left. You know, it, it, it's, it's your perspective and it's what will be brought in and you will continually cre create that. So it's a question of shifting it around. Okay, well, what's going well in your life? Start noticing what's going well. Start noticing what you appreciate, what you love, what brings you joy, and just start spending time with that. It's so funny because so people will be like, am I only supposed to focus on like feeling good? And you go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. Do it. <laughs> yeah, isn't that what good? life's about? You want to feel yeah. good. Absolutely. You know what? If somebody comes and is continually complaining, just say, I can't do this right now. I'm going to go and focus on something else because I need to feel better. And that's the way I'm going to bring in uh, the best version of myself. And then later on, what's great about the law of attraction in parenting, probably even more than using it as a parent yourself, is children get it so quickly. And it's amazing how you can talk to a three- or four-year-old and you could say, you know, I understand that you're really upset about this, um, but is there anything that you like, like the at least game? What can you feel better about? Because then you're literally taking things and you can say, you know, you're holding up a giant magnet and I don't want you to keep bringing stuff in that you're like, you're holding this magnet that's going to bring in more of what you're feeling. So if you're focusing on how you can't stand playing with this kid and, oh, because our like what we said, our children's focuses are so strong. It means that they put that focus on something and everything builds upon that focus constantly. And you watch a child and you just go, you can have them wake up cranky in the morning. And by 
the nighttime, they have skinned their knees, they've fallen, they've broken their favorite toy. Everything has built upon that feeling that they woke up with. And so when they start realizing that and you go, okay, wait, let's look. Is there any way you can make yourself feel better? What, What can you appreciate? Can you list like five things that you love so you can start feeling better? And they watch, you know, and they go, oh, okay. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm feeling better. Oh, look. Oh, my goodness, I, I just found this, you know, great thing in the grass. Or I just There's a great story by um, um, Abram Hicks, who I, teaches a lot about the law of attraction. They told this story about this child who um, really wanted a toy gun. Kids love this story. Really, really wanted a toy gun. And went to his parents and was like, I really want this toy gun. And they're like, sorry, we don't believe in buying toy guns. There's no way we're buying you that. Like, you're just going to have to, like, you know, who knows? but we're not buying you that. We don't believe in that kind of playing. And this kid's like, okay, well, whatever. Just, you know, I'll forget about it and maybe one day. Anyway, so he just goes and adjusts himself to feeling good rather than sitting there moaning about the toy he wanted. He turns himself around and focuses on feeling good. He forgets all about it. So one day he's kicking in the grass and there's loads of leaves that have fallen. And what does he kick? The toy gun. <laughs> and he kind of picks it up and goes, oh. Anyway, it's a very interesting thing, not the toy gun thing, but the fact that kids get it, that if you adjust your position to feeling good and putting focus on actually feeling that good, not pretending that everything's okay on top, but actually feeling good, that that's what builds upon. And my son will say, like, he even turned to his 15-year-old cousin the other day and was like, you know, uh, 15, my 15 year old, his 15 year old cousin was complete, was upset about not having something. And our six year old turned to him and said, just forget about it and find something else to feel good about. As long as you forget about it, things usually work out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great coming from a six year old. It was. And he's like, you know, he's like, I wanted to go on the trampoline with somebody and no, nobody would go with me. And I was getting more and more upset. He's like, but then I forgot about going on the trampoline and I went on my bike and I turned around and all of you guys were on the trampoline. So I just came and joined you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was like, and it's so true. And you just kind of go, yeah, exactly. Because when kids are hounding us for stuff, we just go, no, no, no. Like you do that, right? You fall into that trap when they're like, please, please, please. You're like, no, God, no, absolutely not. You know, but the minute that, oh, all of a sudden, I mean, how often do we just go to the store and go, oh, do you want that? Oh, here, you know what, get this. And it's like, if we can embed that kind of into our lives, that's like, yeah, you know what, just let it go, let it flow in, let it go, let it flow in. Things kind of just work out just at the perfect time. So it all kind of plays into it all. Yeah, things just do work out. And it's, it's crazy when you're, when you're looking for something, you can, you can actually find it. Yes. And it's crazy. There's, there's this one example. My daughter had an obsession with looking for bright colored cars, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like all she was looking for would be in the car. And she'd yell out, pink car, purple car, green car. So every time that she wasn't with me, this would still be on my mind. So I'd be looking. And there were a time, there, I have to say, I would admit, there are a bunch of times where I took a picture of the car I saw and I sent it over to her iPad. <laughs> so it's like we're looking out for bright colored cars. And pink was uh, one that she was keeping a tally on because she thought pink cars were great. 
I think she got up, she found like eight or nine of them, right? And then after a while, it just sort of faded away. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it was a fun game. And yeah, if you, you put something out there and you're looking for it, it's going to happen, whether it be good or bad. You're yeah. totally right on that. Totally well, yeah. right on that. And it's really interesting, too, because so often you have to remember what you're holding up, what what kind of sign you're holding up. I mean, really, um, I was getting worried about our son the other day and I was watching him because he was he, he's around a lot of teenagers you know right now we're visiting family and there's a whole bunch like there's his two sisters who are getting into teenagehood and his cousin who's a teenager and I could tell he was getting really caught up on going on the Wii and doing all this stuff that he's not used to doing and I could tell it was making him really feel aggressive and, and I was just like this is not good so I I kind of like I could have started stewing I could have started to worry but instead, I just kind of wrote a, a universal kind of to-do list and threw it on there and kind of just said, okay, things that need to be made just tweaked a little bit, a little bit better. And I kind of said, I- I'd like to see, I kind of sent it out as a request. I just said, you know what, I want to see um, our children being creative and playing outside and seeing everybody being more productive with their time and, and having just more fun, more laughter. Well, it was a funny thing because the next day, we popped over to a value village, like a thrift store thing. And um, he found this bike. And this bike was completely rusted out. It was like $10. And I was like, this is not even worth $10. This is like a rusted out bike. It had Dora the Explorer plastered all over the bloody thing. And it was really too small. <laughs> too small for him. And I was just like, oh, my Lord. And my automatic reaction was, oh, my God, no, we're not going to buy that. And then my husband and I were like um you know what actually let's just get it so we got it and he brought it home and he got some sandpaper and he sanded it down and then and he got his uncle to get him some spray paint and he spray painted the handlebars and then he got some other craft paint and he started painting it and he was on it for like he's been on it for two days and That's great. he's been biking everywhere and he's been outside and it was just like that was no effort yeah, right? <laughs> you know, that was no effort. It was like, okay, thanks, universe. That's, that's awesome. Because it was like, and that's really as simple as it is. It's literally just a question of make a request, let it go, know that it's going to happen. And it's so funny because our, our kids can do it so quickly. And we kind of just go, no, 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 I've got to sit here and I've got to try to figure out how to make him creative. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, actually... They can do a really good job of that on their own if you kind of just open up to the different things that they can find. But we so often just go, no, no, no. Yeah, we don't give it a no, chance. No. no, exactly. And and so the universe has no way of flowing that in, right? Yeah. So it's an interesting thing because I – and if I had sat there in a, a state of worry and concern and getting more and more stressed and only noticing when he was going on the Wii – or going on Nintendo, or being on computer, and putting all my energy around, oh my god, he's always on computer, then it would never fail. I would never notice those moments of creativity and and how to kind of flush those out. He wouldn't have even been able to, I wouldn't have been able to notice that he was looking at a bike, right? I wouldn't have been able to, because all I would have been, uh, all I would have, my whole reality would have been based on holding the sign up of he's always on computer, Yes. Right. Yep. So therefore, he would always be on the computer, or always on the Nintendo. 
Nintendo or always on whatever. That's what he would be because that's all I would give him room to be in, right? So it's it's an interesting thing because you really have to relax, let go, have fun, and follow your own inner compass moment by moment by moment. I love that so, inner compass. Yes, it, uh, it's vital. But it's it, it the, and the important thing is is to be able to find that in the first place, right? Is you have to be able to slow down, breathe. Um, I always tell people to focus on your feet because if you focus on your feet you actually bring all of your energy straight down rather than having it all stuck up in your head all the time it's like focus on your feet and get your energy moving down to the ground get get yourself grounded and um feel like yourself be yourself yeah so many good points so many good points i love i mean i've always loved the law of attraction i mean you hear it all over the place now, but that was a great explanation of what that was and great examples too. It really helped people yeah. to to get yeah. into that head to understand what it is. Yeah. And I just yeah. I love it. I know, I think it needs a new name. I think Law of Attraction needs a new name. I think it's gotten one of those things that it's stereotyped now as something that's stagnant and that people use to kind of control things through their mind. Like people kind of get put off by it. But you kind of go you're doing it all the time. It's not a question of something you pull up. It, it's it's like when they compare it to gravity. It's the same as gravity. Whether you think about it or believe in it or not, if you jump, you're going to come down. It's the same. You're continually attracting stuff. If it, 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 it's, 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 you can't stop it. It's, you know? whether, it's whether or not you're actually aware of it and yeah. it, it's actually what you're putting out there. Yeah, you're com- completely right. Yeah, it's, you know, like, most people live the same day over and over again. Like, we all kind of fight into that habitual thought pattern where you wake up, you do the same thing, you probably think the same thoughts quite a few times over and over, and therefore then you get the same thing back again, you know? And so therefore then that becomes a cemented pattern where you put out, the same thing happens. So therefore you just snowball on that. You know, you might have a few better days. And it's really a question of going, um, wait, what do I want to feel? Because really, if you put on a piece of music that you love, that makes you feel really, really good, you start dancing around, the house starts feeling different, you put your focus on something new, it kind of snowballs out from there, right? Just from that one little piece of music. Oh, yeah. So it's an interesting thing because it's all over and we use it all the time just in subtle ways but when you actually start really going into it you can kind of go yeah you know what I don't I don't want to be watching the news I don't want to be thinking about what's happening in different parts in the world you know what that doesn't feel very good okay I'm gonna go sit outside now you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah feels better like, why right. wouldn't I feel better if I could feel better well, yeah I can feel better you know it's it's it, it's it's just breaking away from the way we've been taught, which falls straight into the same thing as parenting, because in parenting, we have so many shoulds as well. So it's it's not about your shoulds. It's about finding your own, own inner joys, because life's too short not to. It really is. It really is. Yeah. I, I completely agree on everything. Yeah. And I just love the way you look at things. Everything's yeah. so great. It really Thank is. You. Um, we're actually coming to the end right now. So I want you to let everyone know where we can find you and get more information. Like what's the best way to connect with you directly? Well, my website, spirituallywearparenting.com. And so that kind of gives you a basic idea of everything. And, and my, 
I, I have an email, which is Christina at spirituallywearparenting.com, and you can reach me personally through there. Um, I have a Facebook page, which has daily affirmations on it, so you can kind of get little tidbits on there, um, which is just Spiritually Aware Parenting. And then I also have a Facebook group, which is a smaller collection. I think we it really only started this year that we're really building upon it. Um, we're at, I think, about 120 people, and so that's slowly building up, and, and that's where every day we kind of have a little... Um, just a little kind of thought to potter, ponder or kind of a thought shifting thing or a question and we all kind of start connecting on there and that's really where the community is. So there's quite a few different ways of doing it but if you go to the website spirituallywearparenting.com then that's really where the, the, the fundamental information is. Okay, great. I'm definitely going to post all that stuff up. And um, yeah, I want to thank you for being here today and taking your time, even My though you're, uh, you're on vacation visiting your family. I hope you have um, a great rest of your day and your trip. And we'll talk soon. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Well, there you go. Wasn't that great information and some new information and a new way to look at parenting and your children as little human beings? It's amazing what you can do when you change your mindset and when you take a different approach to things. I love her approach and her trust that she has in herself to help others, to help other parents understand where we come from. And I loved the information that she gave. So I hope you check out Christina. All of the notes will be posted up for you to grab and easily click on her information. So I want to thank you again for being here. Like I said in the beginning, the best way to support the show is to go over and rate, review, and share. Especially review on iTunes. It is a pleasure to be here for you all. And I really... This, re this show really gets me going. I love doing it, and I love putting it out and connecting with everyone. So please, please, please come on over to the MamaCast Facebook group. Join the clan. Get in with the action and check out everything on a daily basis. Thanks for being here, guys. We'll see you next week, Mother's Day, with Jenny G. Perry.